again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And it is time to go back into the lab and do a little bit of uh, dissecting of song under the microscope. And, you know, Dave we were... and I will be giggling sillily yes, throughout you, this. Just... We, <laughs> we're going to have two versions today. One part of the podcast will be very giggly, and then the second part will be very serious. Uh, and if you know... If you know the joke there, that's because we're talking about And Your Bird Can Sing from Revolver, which has a couple of interesting versions and interesting history, some, I would say, obtuse lyrics that are... I can't wait to hear your take on these lyrics. It's got some great music uh, that mm-hmm. that's really innovative for its time, and it's just an all-around pretty awesome song from uh, John Lennon. May, well, jo- well, that's another part of it. John's John, Paul McCartney said it was 80/20 John. So yeah. there must be some some Paul contributions here in the yeah. the words. So in the uh, uh just to right off the bat in the uh Hunter mm-hmm. Davies uh, lyrics book there's a, a John lyric with John's handwriting but then you can see that there's some Paul handwriting. Mm. And then Yoko's written in Paul McCartney at the bottom. So oh. it's it's sort of like she is making sure to attribute the sort of middle section, I guess, to that he had some contribution to it, hmm. it seems like. So maybe that 80-20 is uh, about uh, correct. Yeah, well, that sounds <laughs> sounds so. about right then. Yeah. So, but not that it's any great shakes of lyrics. Uh, and and uh, th- here's a song I think, Dave. I don't know how you feel about this, but the lyrics are real secondary to the oh, my enjoyment of this song. Totally, totally. They're almost forgettable in in some ways. There's kind of images or just things thrown around uh, because it really focuses. I think for me, certainly, it's on the double guitars, the dual guitar playing, which yeah. is really innovative for its time fantastic lick yeah you know sometimes can just make the song and that's that's all you need and this one's got a great guitar sound and uh the dual guitar you know uh with uh paul and um george both playing the lead sort of uh line and that's that's the that's the beauty of the song it's the real great stuff i also think that the uh whatever the lyrics are John's lead vocal oh, vocal yeah. is like pristine, very yes. forceful, very solid. Uh, so I think that that's a, another good. So the, the rhythm guitar is kind of nothing spectacular on yeah. this one. If you if you take it down to the just like ding 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, and so this was recorded on uh, April twenty sixth, nineteen sixty six. So right in the middle of Revolver recording here, and. Mm-hmm. And and we've you know if you we've talked before about Revolver's sound and the influence of Indian music and so that ding 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 I think it's very drone like there's kind of a drone there's not a lot of chords in this song it's more based on the guitar licks you got a lot of e and mm-hmm. and it's a, it's got a certain sound to it that fits a lot of those Revolver tunes and do you, do you think this is would you I mean when you look at different things they say oh this is psychedelic or psychedelia do you call it that or would you call it well, how, what would you call I, this i don't know i i don't think so i think it's just uh, maybe a little as far as the like the lyrics being a little sort of more obtuse yeah. and 
just image images of uh, that are a less you know hey girl you know come, <laughs> it's not here there and everywhere down to, yeah exactly yeah. exactly but innovative in just any innovative sound in the 60s does not a psychedelic song make and just you know? because it's a drone doesn't mean it's psychedelic and indian although i, I do think there is maybe something it, it's a little simpler harmonically than yeah. some of the other songs yeah yeah um i just think it's the it's a, the beatles so the mm-hmm. beatles take some time and they are like hey how do we make this interesting right right and so it's like you know, oh, they try. You know, we'll we'll get to that. But they tried a version that, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we're not we're not sure about this one. And then they sat around probably for a little bit, talked about it, made some alterations, came up with this genius sort of like dual guitar lick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's you know a solid bass line. Oh yeah, that that strumming guitar that's kind of the most bass kind of part of the song. And then the drums are really interesting on it, uh, too. I really didn't listen to the drums too much the first four or five listens. And then that last lesson, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll pay attention to Ringo here. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's pretty straightforward. And then it gets a little sort of like sloppier kind of mm. in the back half and more into a lot of symbols and stuff in the back half. So Yeah, loose. Real, mm-hmm. Yeah, real loose and real uh, in, a lot of energy. You know, yeah. two-minute song, too that we're talking about packs a lot in yeah 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 no that's very well said i think it there's a the background vocals is another thing and i i've a long time ago i got a i downloaded an album well one of these from a from a website let's just say yeah that uh, fell off a truck fell off a truck in front of my house (laughs) yeah uh and it, it broke down all of the takes and it had all of the the building on of the song so you could hear everything isolated i'm sure you can hear that on youtube too now but Mm -hmm. you could hear them recording the vocals and hear them recording the guitar licks and hear them in the in the studio doing it and it's a fascinating building process of this especially like you said because it's such a different sound than what it was started as it's a completely different feel and key and everything else but for me, what makes this song musically is certainly the dual guitar parts. And it's not that easy to play. I was playing it this afternoon. I'm I'm pretty good on the first part. I have to really listen carefully for the uh, when your prized possessions start to weigh you down. They, usually you'd maybe drop the lick there or yeah, play something yeah. simpler, and they don't. No, it's not at all. Harder. <laughs> it's harder, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets more complicated in that section. And uh, as I say, the chords are very basic. You know, if you're just in E major and then uh, you've got an F sharp minor and an A, so it's only three chords for the verse. And then you've got that, you know, like you said, much more complicated in the middle. But great. Yeah. John's vocals sound terrific. The. Mm-hmm. Paul singing the really high part on the background vocals and the three-part harmony that they've got is just on point. And uh, like you say, you know, it just packs a lot in for two minutes and one second. Exactly. And and it doesn't feel like a short... It no. doesn't feel as short as it is. No. I don't think it sounds like the Allman Brothers band. Somebody was saying... I read somebody saying it sounds like, you know, the Allman Brothers. I guess just the fact that they had two guitarists 
did the did the Allman Brothers ever play a two minute song <laughs> in their entire no. career? No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know it's not the Allman Brothers band. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, getting or uh, shifting a little bit over to the lyrics. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, do you care what this was about? Like, I know everybody always wants to like with these songs be like. Oh, it was about Mick Jagger, and uh, mm-hmm. he was dating uh, Marianne Faithful, and so this is about that. Or like, no, 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 this is about Paul, and uh, <laughs> you know, um, he, Paul is dating somebody, and then he's like, you know, I'll be round if you're, <laughs> you know, something happens. And the one I the really I really liked was the Frank Sinatra. This is about Frank Sinatra. That uh, something about after reading a article about frank sinatra in the esquire magazine it talked about frank as being the fully emancipated male the man who can have anything he want and repeatedly mentioned his use of the word bird to mean a penis (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) so Uh, that's really a stretch i've also read that it's really just talking directly to uh his wife Mm. and sort of like cynthia uh, you don't get me is the the you don't get me you don't get me is the uh-huh. is the sort of like should be the focus hmm. you know when you're uh, but i i don't know i i don't know and i don't care no really you know <laughs> because it's just i mean the lyrics are kind of cool and it, it is you know the beatles music is kind of universal i know sometimes yeah. we get so wrapped up in what does it mean for instance for instance hey jude you know being about Julian Lennon, oh, you know, cheering Julian Lennon up when Hey Jude is such a, like, a inspir- like starts sad yeah. and then gets, like, kind of inspirational and has be- been a touchstone kind of song because it's it does that emotionally to the listener and the listener is having its own, his own connection to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this song, even though the lyrics are kind of, like, vague and obtuse, <laughs> and, you know, we always get also to why we have to put so much stock into what J- John later didn't you know Oh, I was going to bring that up. After the freaking Beatles beat broke up, he's b- being like, "Ah, it's a piece of crap song." It's rubbish. This song yeah. is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, well, it's not rubbish. It's a good song. It's got decent lyrics, you know, some some good when your prized possessions start to weigh you down, look in my direction, I'll be around. That's a nice lyric. Mm-hmm a nice thought yeah you know and then the i know maybe it's like a little bit like norwegian wood sort of doesn't mean anything but Mm -hmm. and your bird can sing but you still sort of know that kind of what it means like you can kind of it feels like you can relate to it somehow or there's something in it that you still get uh you can't hear me you can't hear me you tell me you've heard every sound there is and your bird can swing that's a cool yeah. lyric. I think I like that. Yeah. That, yeah. It's it's your bird is whatever you think it is. And in your, yeah. you interpret it yourself, I think. And it could be about like, uh, you know, the price, like people who are focusing on riches or success and instead of in a personal one-to-one yeah. kind of, you know, when your prized possessions are like, okay, well, I'm done with that. My car or they, something. Yeah. yeah. Then you, you, you get back to what really matters being, you know, what's between you and me as people. Mm-hmm. So, so 
I think that that's a that's a wonderful uh, kind of thought, you know. Yeah. Not rubbish at all. No, not at all. No, <laughs> so, I think. Have we learned anything in the in this uh, our years of doing this is not to listen to anything that John Lennon said in his self yeah. uh, analysis of his <laughs> <Yeah>. songs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that they're all garbage. They're all Paul's garbage. That's George's crap. They're all you know. No. Yeah. So now, Dave, when you and I got Anthology Two, ah yes, when everybody got Anthology Two, they were just pleased as punch. To get this fun and interesting uh, version with a totally different kind of take on it musically, because instead of the du- the dual sort of like uh, sort of crunchy kind of guitar mm-hmm. there, you get very birdsy George on his Rickenbacker. Yep. And I, I heard something interesting uh, because there's a version of this out there. Without all the giggling and laughing, <laughs> of course that that was the highlight. That was the <laughs> funny thing. Yeah, when you, you first came across this, it's like, oh, they they found this take where they basically laugh. John and uh, uh, Paul laugh through the take. Yeah, um, so that that's sort of the the headline. <laughs> but um, I found a version on YouTube that's floating out there on YouTube where they've stripped that out, hmm. but that the rest of the song's still there and the lyrics are still there. And it does sound like, the, oh, this this version would have been on Rubber Soul. Aha. Uh-huh. That... Which I never thought about that. But uh, it's like, yeah, that's the difference between Rubber Soul and Revolver is that uh-huh. that, that Anthology 2 version would have been perfect for Rubber Soul. It would have. Yeah, with the 12-string guitar on it, uh, it's, it's very jangly and... It's in a different key too. the The song and the the final song is in E. This the one is lower in D, so it kind of has you get lots of nice shapes. And we know George loved the, uh, playing like Roger McGuinn. And if I needed someone, is very birdsy too. Mm-hmm. And that's the, like you say, that's on Rubber Soul. So it could have the song could have fit in a way on that album. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, yeah, I, it, I I like the alternate version i i think it's good I, of course i like the other one better but i think this is it's this is a case where you could see they're just so rich creatively that here they can do two different versions in the same day basically just completely change up the style oh this isn't working let's do it another way and yeah like how great that is that there we've got two completely different versions instead of oh just a little background vocals different or something but no yeah. those are totally yeah. different feels it's like that uh i was just listening to because it's a, it was the anniversary of uh imagine so i was listening to the i have the uh uh vinyl as that second disc with all the outtakes oh, yeah. and it has i don't want to be a soldier oh yeah totally different feel and just a completely different take on it and it's like oh that's very refreshing yeah that's that's how this one felt from start to finish, like, yep. uh, oh, whatever, and just you know, they're obviously stoned, yeah, <laughs> giggling and laughing and having a good time, yeah. And you know, the be, I, I think we're about to get a bunch of that in the movie, of oh, here's some guys having fun and liking mm-hmm. each other, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of the sour kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, forget kind of, back, yeah, yeah, that we saw in the Let It Be movie. 
Well, I love the, there's also a little bit of lyrical improvisation. And so I still think of it now as when your bike is broken, that John <laughs> sings right. on top of himself. That's very yeah. funny. Uh, instead <laughs> of uh, when your bird is broken, he says when your yeah. bike is broken. And that, that's a great moment. So <laughs> very John. But uh, yeah. Now I did a deep dive on covers. Uh, as always, as, as always. always. So here's what we got. Now, uh, the first cover I found of this is in from 1966, and it's a, a Spanky and R gang. Have you ever been aware of this group? <laughs> I, I've heard of them, yes. <laughs> They're like a sunshine. What do you think of the genre sunshine pop? Like uh, Let the Sunshine In, I think, is like sort of like, mm. like uh, uh, what's that group uh, that did the Age of Aquarius? Oh, uh, Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension. Yeah, I feel like it's in that sort of like genre of mm-hmm. like a suit these super happy kind of like hit hippie, but in the sort of like uh, uh, with a big smile on her face and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. I no. this is very bad version. If yeah, it, it's pretty awful. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, our, our gang. <laughs> so that's the worst one I found, and then the best one I found is from this Irish singer. David Kitt, who does a six minute and 25 minute, 25 second long one, wow. uh, which ends in a long kind of jam, but uh, really interesting, really good hmm. uh, a version there. And then the other vocal versions are kind of, you know, Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs. They've done a bunch of things together. Susanna Hoffs is from uh, the Bengals. Oh, I didn't know that. That I... does the side to eye. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because I've known some of, I remember I bought two Matthew Sweet albums back in the day. I thought he was pretty yeah. good, and yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got a he's good voice. Good. It was very mel- Matthew Sweet clearly is a disciple of the Beatles. Totally, like, yes, totally a fan. Like yep. all of his music, kind of sounds very Beatles. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you like, you like the main. If you're, if you're wheelhouse is Rubber Soul, I'd, I'd say <laughs> uh, uh, check into Matthew Sweet. Anyway, it's just a kind of pedestrian. Pretty uh, standard. Um, a real moody one of <laughs> Jim Reed of Jesus and Mary Chain that a lot of people really don't like. No, no. <laughs> Are you a big helmet fan, Dave? I've never heard of it until, s- until you sent me this. I'd never heard of Helmet? No, no. <laughs> well, they're kind of a. You, 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 when you say quote unquote hard rock. That's uh, that's helmet. Okay. So, and it sounds very, <laughs> very hard rock. Uh, and then sort of a one for kids. The Beat Bugs featuring <laughs> Regina Specter. Ooh, I love a... Regina Specter, but yeah. this is uh, not not great. Not you know, <laughs> for kids. So it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love all three of these instrumental versions that mm-hmm. I found. There's some other instrumental versions I know, you know. Didn't, uh, but there's a really cool country instrumental version from Joe Goldmark. It's sort of like a classic kind of country, like 70s country. And I'll say the the uh, YouTube cover is pretty racy. Uh, a couple oh. scantily yeah. clad women on that uh, picture <laughs> there. But it's a, yeah. it's a good version with pedal steel, and it's nice. I like the country version. Um, there's a real good kind of classical version here from Neymar Diaz and Igor Pimenta. Hmm. Uh, forgive me if I'm again those names <laughs> wrong, but really that one was really I really love that one. Mm-hmm. And it and it, it doesn't sound exactly just one to one note, you know, 
like covering this song. It's like very like interesting and does have a real real classical feel to it. Um, and then uh, you're uh, saving the best one for last here. The best for last, Lawrence Juber. <laughs> LJ. LJ. <laughs> LJ can't stop playing the Beatles. I believe is the album this is on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. So yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah, I was thinking about you know when I do these deep dives, of course you come across Beatles tribute bands all the time. I just never even I'm I'm not, I'm not interested in Beatles tribute bands. No, but uh, I but uh, I was glad I'll say there was a I don't know I think they're a Beatle tribute or or maybe they just record them but there's a group that recorded a whole bunch of backing tracks so you can just play the licks over the backing tracks and Oh, they, that's cool. That's what I was playing with before uh we recorded here so I was playing the lick and some it looked like a Beatle cover band had just played the background so you could practice over it. So that was kind of fun, but yeah, there's a lot of you know a lot of like, yeah. cover bands do these too. Yeah, you can find those, and then you can also find the like, well, Wilco played this live once, and, and right. it's like a, sh- a shitty audience version <laughs> of Wilco playing it live. I'm like not interested in like no. pointing those out to people usually. Well, here's so. a question for you, as I mm-hmm. kind of wrap up thinking about this song. Uh, you know, the Beatles never played anything from Revolver live. And mm-hmm. I was reading a quote from some somebody about this song saying, oh, this they, this would have been a good one to do live. And I thought, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty hard to. I think it would have been really hard at the time. Yeah, at the time. Uh, right. Maybe right. if they had stayed together and done some sort of like everybody calm down <laughs> kind of 1971 tour or something. Yeah. And they included that where it's something where that because they like uh, thinking of like dig a ponies like oh beginning, yeah where they're playing a pretty complicated kind of thing mm-hmm. I think they would have been able to do it at that point <laughs> yeah but to go out and when screaming you know I don't think um, so no protesting uh, fans and you know, <laughs> screaming fans and being pushed around and stuff right. like that I I don't. No monitors. No, no, and <laughs> so and trying to sing while they're playing these things. Yeah, I think that would be pretty tough to do. Yeah. So, so. I I don't know if this is an under. I don't think it's underappreciated because every everybody appreciates Revolver and and the album itself. But it's maybe a, it flies under the radar sometimes. It it does. I think the shortness of it and the just the rest of revolver getting the like eleanor rigby yeah. and tomorrow never knows getting all the headlines kind of right that when that was why when anthology 2 came out and that that version kind of like was so oh that's so different different that it brought more attention true I think, to the original for me and yeah since then it's been one of my uh top favorite songs on on revolver so it fits. I think all of John's songs on Revolver have a similar sound. Uh, you've, I'm only sleeping. Uh, this one, she said, she said. I think Andrew Bird can sing, and Doctor Robert are very similar in their kind of sound as well. And then Tomorrow Never Knows. So uh, there's there's a certain John vibe. He's just he's just so he's way way cooler than the rest of us on this album. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> And his voice is probably never sounds better than yeah. Well, I I'd say that, but you know, I was just listening to Imagine again. Yeah, just wow. He's in yeah, great, great great form. Yeah, great form and the great form on this song. So thumbs way up, 
thumbs way up to the anthology too. Giggles. Yep. And the without giggles version, I liked if you can find that. Uh, yeah. Fall up truck style. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, very cool. I, mean, so. I, you know, I also think like you know, it's like it is typical of like people who are around the Beatles to be like, oh, that song's about me. Right. Right. <laughs> so of course, Marianne Faithful thinks about her, and Cynthia thinks about her, and. You know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of course. It's about. <laughs> I'm sure Yoko said it was about her, even though they hadn't met. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 a, a great tune and and listen to it a couple times because it's so short. You'll pick up something new each time and it's well worth hearing. And I will say that there's the mono version and the stereo versions. And then there's the U.S. version, too, on uh, yesterday and today. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you really. Slight, I was looking at. It, there's some very slight differences, yes. but nothing, nothing Not much. worth uh, worth a deep dive. You know, some of these when we do the song under the microscope, we really got to talk it through because. Yeah. I'm sure if we get to a uh, helter skelter, that'll be. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one to do. <laughs> we should put that and file yeah. that one away too. Yeah, we'll file. Well, well, yeah, we might uh, do that one, but we got to talk, Dave. Pretty soon, we're gonna have to be talk all kinds. Of let it be, yep. get back, yep. Because they announced the, the, the shortly after our, we wrapped up the last time we were together. Of course, you did a great uh, interview as the last uh, the Baroque yeah. <laughs> uh, interview, which was really great. I listened Thanks. to that album. Very very crazy album. It is. It is very fun. <laughs> Check it out if yeah. you haven't heard it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I did, I, I, if you haven't listened to that interview, to double back to that interview and then put the album on. In the background, kind of oh. turned it down a little, and it was perfect for me. It was like, <laughs> it was like kind of like a little background music behind the uh, uh, interview. So that it fits, cool. yeah. But yeah, they announced uh, the the sets coming out of um, Let It Be, and the the prices are a little high, and the materials a little skimpier maybe than some people would have thought, and there's some things missing. Uh, from the set like there's no full rooftop concert so then right. now that speculation is will there be another release there'll be a soundtrack to the get we'll back movie that's yeah. right so i think that's what's going to happen mm -hmm. i think we're going to get this let it be box and it's going to be it's going to be pretty decent and there were the other big highlight is the entire box is coming out now on vinyl just like the all things must pass did which for us vinyl enthusiasts was great news because we can order the full thing. The price is high, of course. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll I'll bite the bullet and <laughs> <laughs> spend the extra money for the cool book and all that all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we'll get the movie in the uh, what is that? The November, late November, early December. Right yeah, now? around Thanksgiving weekend. It's the same Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's when it comes out on uh, Disney Plus. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I'm gonna guess sometime next year, we'll get a DVD release and probably a soundtrack, kind of like how Eight Days a Week had yeah. a soundtrack. That's right. Um, and then that'll be focused probably on some of the extra uh, Twickenham Studio stuff. There's not much of that. It seems like in the box set. No, uh, no, that we're about to get, but shockingly, in the box set that we're about to get is the original release 
from the Glenn Johns uh, mix. Glenn John. Yeah. The Glenn yeah. Johns mix. Uh, unbelievable. I would have never expected that to be part of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we'll be talking about that obviously. In full. Oh yeah. But what was your, re- just, just to take a m- moment here, what was your initial reaction to the news of it coming out and all that? Uh, I was, I, you know, when we, when we discussed the All Things Must Pass in the two episodes ago, I mentioned that I didn't buy any of the physical product for that. I did mm-hmm. all streaming. And I think I, I think I may do, well, uh, how, I can't say I'm going to yet. I, <laughs> I have to have something probably for the Beatles stuff. But I will say I was a little slightly disappointed. But on the other hand, I realized that there's probably a whole game plan that we don't know. Uh, kind of yeah. with the releases and we don't know anything about the movie we don't know what's in it we don't you know i think there's a lot of things that just just fasten your seatbelts. we'll get there and eventually yeah. all this stuff is going to come out i have a feeling yeah that's the that's the the key thing to remember is like probably everything's coming out eventually yeah you know so first for uh uh some people it might be like i'm getting old i'd like to get i know older. i know <laughs> but uh yeah, I was a little confused by like where there's an EP and all that yeah. instead of a full fifth disc. However, the all three tracks that they released, they released one of the Giles Martin um, uh, versions. Yeah, let it be. They, let it be. They released one the rooftop concert uh, with the Umgada Bluegoo, <laughs> which of course famously was in Imagine the Movie. I just watched Imagine the Movie. Mm-hmm. By the way, I need to do that for a. Um, put them in the movies one of these days. Oh yeah, um, and then uh, one of the Glenn Johns, the the um, I'm I mean mine. It was a for you blue. Oh, for you blue, for yeah. you blue. I mean mine's not even on the Glenn no. Johns, so. but uh, Glenn Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I sound like the guy from Letter Kenny saying Glenn Johns. <laughs> um, but any, anyway, uh, if you're Letter Kenny, that's a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, I was. All three were great. I was mm. like, oh boy, these are fantastic. So I think like, it's like that thing where it's like, uh, I wanted more, I wanted more, uh, you know. So we sound a little bit like babies, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> geez, what, what were they giving us? Some great stuff. I know, here. I know. So I'm sure when we get to the actual review of the actual thing, we'll just like really enjoy that living hell out of it yeah and of course there'll be a book involved and so far if it's anything like the other three beetle books they've been terrific and essential so uh, i hope Mm -hmm. this will be similar but again like we said there's gonna be some duplication it was wasn't that long of a period and if we're gonna have a whole movie and then the don't forget the get back book which i also ordered yeah how much is gonna really be in the the box set that's going to be so different. There's going to be a lot of duplication or who's writing it and all of that stuff. I think it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah. 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 So I, my feeling is probably that the, the book that's in the set will concentrate on the recording and the actual songs that are on the set and that, that kind of stuff maybe have an essay or two. Just like these other these other Beatle ones have had essays, right? And then the book will be more of a full history of the uh, from, with the new perspective, 
of the Twickenham studio recording sessions and this and that. And, you know, so yeah. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to, to look at it all, but it'll all be on our doorstep here within a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know we're already in this week is starting mid September. So it yeah. uh, won't be too, won't be long now uh, when that comes along. So <laughs> it's yeah. going to be exciting. So, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have another, uh, episode or two shoved in before then but uh can't can't help but have the eye on the prize of uh all that all this late this late part of the year is going to be so focused on the let it be so yeah definitely now that we've got we got the Beatles solo stuff out of the way with uh all things must pass and plastic ono band and mm-hmm. now i think that, yeah they're gonna shift the focus really to this probably I predict for the rest of the year, I don't predict there's going to be another, I don't think there's going to be a McCartney archive or anything coming out. That's too late. I think for, that's my prediction at least. I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. see. I I can't guess anymore. It's just too late. And they've given us so much. So much. I know. So it's, it's a little, it's a little hard to imagine that they would. Is, we'll but then again, I'm like, is Three Imagine going to be the only Paul McCartney release in a whole calendar year? True. Uh, uh, that's hard to believe. That is true, Maybe especially because he, he's been home and in lockdown for so long. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he's writing another album. I know. I, I hope so, too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Look forward to yeah. talking about it with you and uh, getting feedback from all of you. So uh, thanks again for listening. Go check out And Your Bird Can Sing. We'll post all those covers. Oh, and uh, of course, uh, listen to our new uh, YouTube channel, Song Album Career. We've got uh, four, four, our fifth episode's going to come up soon. Yeah. We're going to be talking Bob Dylan. Yes, so, very exciting. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we're uh, it was 20 years ago for the bob dylan that we're going to be talking about and yeah. uh, go check us out leave us a review write some comments we've heard from some of you it's great uh you're uh we appreciate having some cross media platforming here so uh tell some friends about it and keep uh keep checking us out yeah so. uh, yeah all right great. well in the meantime enjoy the uh and your bird can sing and we will be back at you soon with another episode